Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. I am your host, Wendy Nystrom. Today, we have our returning guest. We have Mr. John Williams. He is the chairman and CEO of Impact Infrastructure, the makers of AutoCase Software. Welcome back, John. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks for having us. Of course. And today, we have a new guest. We have Caitlin Lawson. Now, Caitlin, since you are new and John's been here, this is his third time, I'm going to go to a little more background on you. So you are the vice president of product at AutoCase, and you're responsible for the development of AutoCase's software. And you've been deeply involved in the evolution of carbon analytics, something we're going to talk about today, and the triple bottom line cost benefit framework, extremely important with anything we're doing with respect to climate. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. So John, could you... Um, refresh us on, on what AutoCase is doing and the, the software you're developing. I'd be happy to, Wendy. And again, thank you for having us on. At, at my company, AutoCase, we use widely accepted economic assessment practices, including life cycle cost analysis, cost benefit analysis, and complete carbon analysis to measure what really matters when it comes to investments in buildings and infrastructure projects. On your program today, we're going to be focusing on CarbonSight Beta, a new software solution developed in conjunction with the nation's leading architects, engineers, commercial building owners, and multinational companies. We all understand that vulnerable populations are in many ways the victims of poor performing buildings. In fact, buildings are responsible for 40% of carbon production worldwide and that carbon is contributing to the, the ramifications of climate change. So who suffers first due to climate change? It's the poor and the vulnerable. So much so that major companies are responding to stakeholder and regulatory pressure to commit to net zero carbon pledges that impact large portfolios of buildings around the world. A growing number of those multinationals their sustainability consultants and design teams have turned to our company, AutoCase, to deliver a dashboard that we call CarbonSight. CarbonSight helps them manage their way to on-time and cost-effective net-zero carbon commitments. Now, CarbonSight gives C-suite leadership the ability to establish priorities and to guide implementation programs that include integrated monitoring and reporting systems that reduce the risk of missing compliance deadlines or overspending on net zero carbon initiatives. Caitlin Lawson, who you've already introduced, is also my partner in AutoCase, and she's going to tell us a lot more about CarbonSight. Excellent. Before I get to Caitlin, though, I do want to emphasize being your third time here, you guys are focused heavily on the software development to reduce our carbon footprint or pollution, let's call it what it is, yep. and helping the vulnerable and poor. I love the fact that you are so focused on that because so many people forget the human factor that's yep. involved. Yep. So um, now on to Miss Caitlin, thank you for joining us. So John did mention that um, your interest is coming in from the C-suites. And could you please tell us more about the carbon site beta specifically with respect to reducing risk very important, reducing cost, because money is very important to people, and hopefully the time required to achieve what we call the net zero carbon compliance. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks again for having me. So, I mean, jurisdictions and companies are making big commitments right now. I think because of the stretched out timelines and the nature of sort of the slow moving problem, 
they seem to be achievable commitments. I think, um, you know, there's not a lot of scrutiny going into the achievability of, of all these, you know, mass marketed commitments that are that are out there right now. And so it's exciting to see. We're excited for these bold commitments that are being made. And obviously they're being made with, with deadlines in mind as well. Um, but in our process of speaking with a number of large firms and municipalities, the question now is on execution. So how do we actually achieve those those commitments now? And that's sort of where Carbon Site was born out of. Um, and I think what we're seeing right now is, a, is sort of deeper concerns around um, things like supply chain issues and inflation affecting any kind of like short-term gains towards those commitments. So working through those. Um, and Carbon Site right now is focused on forecasting those carbon footprints related to facilities or buildings uh, to start get those starting to get those roadmaps put in place in a digital dashboard so that they can be continually reported on and, and forecasted. Um, every year, money is going towards retrofits that are hoping to start to achieve decarbonization to reach these, these new targets and commitments that are being set. And so keeping track of that progress is really important. And so uh, quantifying scope one, two, and three carbon emissions is uh, a critical step, uh, just you know, getting the data in there in order to achieving the goals. Just for the um, the benefit of our viewers who may not understand what um, uh, stage one, two, and three emissions are, could you um, just explain that real quick? Yeah, so there's a framework out there for reporting it's at carbon. Yeah, it's and it's so <laughs> scope one, two, and three carbon emissions really refer to three different buckets of different carbon calculation categories, essentially. So you have a, a, an example of what a scope one emission would be, for example, would be natural gas. Uh, carbon emissions coming from any kind of natural gas usage. Scope two, an example for a building would be electricity. Scope two is really around electricity. Um, and then scope three would be the different embodied carbon or material, um, carbon from material choices made in a building retrofit or a new build. Uh, that would be an example of a scope three emission. Uh, yeah, th th there's lots of content online on this and there's lots of different varying pieces that can fit into categories, but that's sort of a... a overarching view of the the scope one, two, and three. No, and I appreciate And, you know, I made the mistake. I called it tier one, two, three. That's my environmental scientist background kicking in. No, it's, right. it's a new, it's kind of a newer framework. So, I mean, it hasn't been around for, and like certainly not used popularly for decades or anything like that. So it's, it's oh, no, I'm just, it's I'm just saying that there's so many, there's yeah. so much terminology out there that um, I know <laughs> reverted yeah. back to my days as an environmental consultant in the field. And I'm like, wrong term, Wend, wrong term. <laughs> It's just, you know, there's a lot of terms out there. So next question for you, Ms. Caitlin. Um, so we have a constant influx of these carbon reporting tools. They're being updated continuously. Um, what is it about carbon site that stands out amongst all the, you know, everyone in this field? Yeah, I mean, it does seem like there's sort of a new software coming out, you know, every month on, on this topic. And that's great to see. We like to see innovation and there's a lot of investment going into climate tech, which is fantastic. Our focus has really been on what we know best, which is buildings and facilities. So um, we know that there are specific challenges to data, uh, specific quantification needs, uh, spe specific solutions for buildings. And so we didn't want to necessarily go out and be sort of a catch-all, you know, we'll be your carbon solution for everything under the sun to do with your business. We are specific to buildings and helping um, you know, create those and, and track those decarbonization roadmaps specific to facilities. 
Like I said, they have specific data and quantification needs. So that's what's built into CarbonSight uh, just to ensure that, you know, the solution that we're providing is actually going to help people achieve those goals. Um, you know, it's buildings, like John said at the beginning, are 40% of carbon emissions. And so you need to be thinking about your facilities, your buildings, if you are going to, you know, hit any kind of meaningful uh, carbon target that has been set. Uh, it's a big part of your footprint. So um, specific solutions are needed with regard to to buildings. So that's what we're focused on. Could I, could I have one point, Caitlin? Of course. Uh, I'm sort of amazed by the, the fact that a lot of these new software solutions don't really focus much on buildings. Where And what amazes me is that most every public company has facilities. Yep. And that's probably the best place to start if you're going to try to reduce your carbon footprint. So we're just glad to be in this market and glad to be filling this space because it's needed. And the, the other thing I'll say is buildings are one thing that just about everybody understands. They, yeah. they think they, they live in a building, they work in a building, they go to school in buildings, they heal in buildings, they make money in buildings. Yet there seems to be a gap in this area and we're filling that gap. And the accurate data is, is the most important thing you can offer. Yeah. Um, because without data, it's just you're, you're kind of flying blind without it. Um, well, and you know what, Wendy, it's it's not only accurate data, it's granular data. Yes. We have to defend, you know, our our findings. Yeah. And you guys definitely have the granular data from even yeah. with the um, environmental justice toolkit. That was extraordinary granular data that you had. Um, but Caitlin, back to you. Can you show us maybe take a look under the hood of what y'all are working on? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to show you. Uh, just bear with me while I share my screen here and I'll give you a little bit of a intro into what we've been working on. Excellent. And I believe that buildings um, contribute about 40% of our carbon emissions or pollution. Yeah, it's about, it's a high number, folks. It's, a, it's nothing to- um, You can't meet a net zero goal unless you've addressed your buildings. Yes. So this, this is, yeah, this is carbon site. And uh, so I'll just start by saying this product right now is in beta. Um, we're working with, um, some, you know, firms to build out what is really critical. And uh, so we have sort of a beta version of this that is available now. Um, it did take us uh, quite a while. We were working with um, some major companies to be able to get this first initial beta version out. And, um, but we were excited to have it. And, and this is sort of a continual process. There's lots of new features that we're excited about adding and I'll touch on them too. Um, but I'll show you uh, just a few things today just to give you a taste of what we're talking about. And I think right now, a lot of firms are in the process of, you know, setting up what the plan is going to be. And so, um, you know, we're really trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm up here in Toronto as a Canadian and, uh, you know, we're trying to, uh, to basically, uh, you know, skate to where the puck's going to be, not necessarily where it is right now. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> Uh, some, you know, a lot of firms are, are just trying to wrangle what, what's the plan going to be. And, and so this is going to be a great tool if you're just getting started um, or if you already have retrofits happening that are, you know, going according to plan that you're trying to to keep track of. So, um, so yeah, welcome to Carbon Site. You know, the first step is, is basically, um, you know, you can put in these commitments that are being made. 
We're seeing commitments around electrification, around um, EUI reduction, around you know new commitments that are just coming out. People are looking at reducing embodied carbon for material choices. So it's really exciting stuff. And this is a global tool. I'm showing a U.S. example today, but um, but this is a global tool for for multinational um, entities as well. Um, you can see here, sort of the idea here is you know this retrofit timeline. Um, I'll dig into this, but basically having your facilities planned out uh, to be able to meet your targets, um, and of course these these different targets by source. So this is you know source of carbon emissions. So again, this would be like your scope. Uh, one, two, and three emissions. So this is just uh, the homepage, but let me actually show you what going into an actual uh, building asset looks like, the information we provide, and then how that rolls up into a portfolio. So I'll start out by saying initially you do want to have a baseline and a target essentially for your for your building asset. Uh, baselines are important. A lot, a lot is garnered from sort of like where you're starting from. And for example, actually, we we're just looking at over the weekend, the new um, inflation reduction um, bill that came out of the states and, and, you know, they're requiring for certain buildings a 25% EUI reduction from base. Um, so understanding what your baseline is for, for benchmarking is important. And then essentially you have those targets that are layered on top. Those are your firm commitments. From energy, we give some feedback. And you can have energy uh, information from different end uses, for example. So whether it's, uh, you know, lighting or heating, cooling, that level of information. Um, and same with material uh, material choices. We have some really great partners uh, in OneClick LCA and Tally, um, as well as sort of a, our own um, simplified carbon, um, like material choice upload functionality. So what we've done here, like I mentioned before, there's, specific needs around data and solutions for buildings. And so we've integrated and worked with partners and data sets that are specific to buildings to make that workflow really straightforward. And so the kind of information you get when entering a little bit of information about your building can be really powerful. Um, so here you can start to dig down into what are the major drivers for my carbon emissions and where, where are my carbon flows essentially. And this is all projected out for the life of the, the building asset. And so you can start to garner some really helpful information about, you know, where, you know, is it heating? You know, is it the, is it the envelope or the structure that's really um, sort of where the, the carbon flow is coming from? And then down below, you can see essentially, how are you performing compared to your target line and your baseline? Um, and so this is all just automatically calculated so that you don't have to be doing this in Excel sheets. Um, so many folks we talked to uh, were doing a lot of manual calculations for things in Excel. We are, you know, very happy to be able to eliminate the need for that. Caitlin, yeah. would you just clarify, are we talking new buildings? Are we talking retrofits or what are we talking? So, I mean, we, we've been focused on retrofits because the, the future market really is going to be people retrofitting, you know, owners retrofitting their buildings to be able to meet new, uh, new uh, sort of carbon levels. But there's no reason why this couldn't also include new builds as well. Um, the baselining would be also provided for that. And uh, the targets also would be um, available for that. So how that's, this rolls up. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Wendy. Sorry. I was just, that's just hugely important because most people, you know, when they think of building and construction, they think new construction. And we have LEED and we have all these new building codes. What about the buildings that already exist? We need to, yeah. you know, 
we need to address that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's where a lot of opportunity is going to lie, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, for example, in New York um, with local law 97 and uh, 98 and, um, you know, understanding how that's going to move the market and get sort of new or like existing buildings, uh, new work, uh, you know, retrofit work related to those to be able to meet sort of a more of a opportune <laughs> carbon emissions for the different penalties that will exist there. Um, so, you know, there's, there's the, the markets, you know, sort of moving in that direction. And, and we, we forecast that there's going to be a lot of retrofit um, activity happening soon. This is uh, just the portfolio view that I'll show you really quickly. And this is sort of, I think, where the power of this comes in because you can start to aggregate across your whole portfolio um, and you can slice and dice it in, in any way. And I'll show you that in a second, but you can start to see, okay, how are we tracking again against our target and against our baseline? And you can think of the baseline almost as like the business as usual. This is if we don't address anything, the target is what we're committed. So, you know, hopefully you're lying somewhere close to this. And, you know, in this particular example, um, you know, we're, we're on track to be within target, but there's still work to be done. And, and you know, that's probably a pretty um, good, uh, you know, example for, for what many folks are, are likely looking at. Um, you can, again, see from a portfolio standpoint, what, where's the carbon coming from, where, where the carbon flows from. So, you know, digging into some of these drill down charts can be helpful just to garner some information about what to focus on. Um, and where to put some effort to trying to reduce your carbon emissions. You can, like I was saying, slice and dice the data, take a look, you know, what happens if we just look at our retrofits from a certain year or just look at lead buildings, you know, you can start to play with this data and garner some interesting insights about where sort of, you know, you're, where you're doing really well or where you still have work to be done. And again, like we said, like this is sort of, this is, Right now, what we have here is looking at those retrofits once they're sort of, you know, in a plan. But what we're working on next, just to give you a bit of insight into where this this beta product is headed, is um, carbon site um, planning and, and looking at those decarbonization roadmaps um, in sort of a, a pre-planning stage when, um, you know, decisions are just being made about what to focus on. So obviously taking existing design data can help inform that. Um, but you really do want to start with that, essentially that roadmap. And so that's where we're headed next is uh, working on carbon site plans, being able to optioneer and, and have what if scenarios. And also um, even uh, before that's all completed in here, we're also going to have different grid emission projections. Uh, we're just uh, weeks away from having that. So you can play with, you know, what does our portfolio look like under different scenarios where the grid emissions are becoming you know, the grid's getting cleaner or not at a certain rate um, and playing with those different scenarios um, as well as some other economic and regular regulatory scenarios as well. That's phenomenal. I mean, I just love everything you guys are doing. This is your third time back and the granular, to quote John, the granular level of data that you guys have is exciting. I mean, this new technology developing is, is remarkable. Um, but I do want to kind of pull things back to the whole environmental and social justice aspect, if that's cool. Um, you guys are working with multinationals. That's a very exciting stuff. Um, how does this affect our, you know, vulnerable populations and pulling together social justice and diversity, equity, and inclusion? Well, you know, Wendy, the multinationals 
hold many of the cards when it comes to climate. Yes. And more and more, they understand the need to step up and do what's needed, not only to protect themselves, but also their customers and their shareholders. And right now, they're seeing new regulations that are focusing on impact materiality as well as financial materiality. And facility performance is a perfect place to start as they demonstrate leadership in this area. That same leadership can be engaged in activity that lifts people first, but also addresses the most vulnerable while also healing our planet. So CarbonSight helps CEOs, CFOs, and chief sustainability officers bridge the gap between corporate aspirations and actual operational performance. And as a result, they're building everybody's confidence that not only are they going to make their commitments or they're, they're going to keep their commitments and they're going to hit them on time, but at the least cost possible. And so we think it's a good place to bet. And particularly globally, we think the multinationals are leading the way and we're happy to be there to help them. Yeah, actually, if I can, I was reading an interesting report. I think POEC put it out that 82% of senior leaders in the UK right now have ESG targets in their pay structure. And so I think what you're seeing, I, one of the questions off the top was, you know, around risk. You know, there is great risk to companies who are not paying attention to this. And so, you know, any any kind of quantifying of what you're doing, I think, is hugely beneficial to uh, to any kind of company and, and especially these these large multinational companies. So because oh, yeah, it's, it's um, there's these commitments are being made and then, you know, I think they're being held accountable to them, too. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I came from the insurance industry, I did environmental pollution risk. And a lot of the executives in the past five years or so, their executive pay and bonuses were being tied to their ESG goals. And when you start playing with people's salaries and their money and their bonuses, they're going to start paying attention. <laughs> so Actually, very when important. the Carbon Site was born out of, we were approached by a massive global company that had made a net zero carbon commitment, but they were assuming that a collection of contractors and mid-level employees around the world, we're going to just figure it out. Yep. And oh, by the way, without a major capital commitment from the CFO, and it didn't take long for them to realize, no, this is going to get to be problematic if we just assume things are going to happen rather than take charge of our own fate. So we, we were engaged to create what is today Carbon Site to help them manage their global portfolio first from a C-suite perspective. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, I keep telling people with respect to um, chief sustainability officers, let's bring that up. Yeah. They have to work with all individuals within their company. Not They cannot be siloed. They cannot be put in a single department. Yeah. They have to have access to everyone because this is a global issue. It's a company wide issue. It's an everybody issue. So um, what you guys are doing with your data, with your actually your systems are beautiful as well. I mean, whoever does your graphics, great job. <laughs> But it's easy to understand, it's easy to follow, and it gives them the data they need yeah, to, to fix this, to, to address it. Uh, Caitlin, when is the commercial version coming out? When's it scheduled to come out? Yeah, we're still working. We wanted to make sure that um, we had the most important features and, and we wanted to get some companies, you know, really using it. And before we um, took it to commercially, I think we're aiming for this year, though, um, to, to be able to launch uh, yeah, and, and so, but there's a lot of features we're really excited about 
um, you know, bu building in, for example, um, early stage carbon estimation for different feature choices, uh, like carbon estimates for different carbon reduction options that can be selected, you know, looking at that and just ways that we can make the process for looking at how do you take a portfolio of buildings and, and hit a certain carbon target with it easier. That, that's our goal. And so um, we've had some really great collaborative efforts and, and uh, some uh, really great feedback that we've been able to collect with our partners. And so we're excited that that's going to be, uh, you know, all incorporated into Carbon Site. I I, Wendy, I want to acknowledge one of our strategic partners uh, because they've been so helpful to us. Autodesk provided the seed uh, funding for our company more than a decade ago, and they're uh, important partners to us even today. Absolutely. No, I, I'm grateful for everything you guys are doing. Um, we have a path that we have to take and you guys are, are writing the roadmap for us. Thank um, you. We wouldn't be able to resolve this without you guys. So thank you guys so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and you're welcome back anytime for updates or if you, when you launch, let me know because the world needs this. We will. Um, absolutely. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Wendy Nystrom, your host with Environmental Social Justice with my very special guests, John Williams and Caitlin Lawson of Autocase. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye.